0: Hey, Will, did you check out 60 Minutes this past weekend? I did not, but I'm excited to know what they talked about. Yeah, very uh, awesome piece. Anderson Cooper dove into EV Tolls. Remember when we did that piece? Oh, hey. about Two
1: weeks ago? Anderson Cooper listens to the podcast. That's, That's what, what I great. got out of it. Yeah. Uh, may, hey, maybe we'll. Uh, maybe no we'll shout do out, though. Soon. No, no shout out. Well, but, next time.
0: Next but time. it's awesome to see that the things we're talking about are making it mainstream.
1: Well, then, Dan, I think that we have something mainstream that we can talk about today.
0: Yeah, this is definitely going to hit the news on Wednesday because Wednesday is 420.
1: That only means that we're talking about the supply chain of
0: marijuana. Exactly. And before we dive into the whole manufacturing side of marijuana, there's three phases or three things cannabis has been used for, and that's your drug use, seeds for medicinal, but also in your fibers for clothing. But hemp. And Will, did you ever know that the lumber industry was always a little bit anti-legalization of marijuana? I had no idea. For what the, are the folding like, gardens. Like, what 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 are they doing? It's for for the cartons out there. I was told this in a manufacturing visit of like four or five years ago. And it's always stuck always, you know, stuck with me that the reason why the paper industry lumber did not want hemp legalized is because it's cheaper than their current source of paper. And there are some hemp-based manufacturing, like Ford cards out there, but not mainstream, like we see with other yeah. uses. Man. Well, um,
1: we'll get to talking about that some. And it's interesting to know because you never know what people's motives are and why they may or may not want something in there.
0: Exactly. But, well, let's jump into it and talk about how states you know, govern current regulations around the manufacturing of cannabis? Yeah,
1: so there's really two models that a state can employ in saying this is how a company has to support their marijuana product. They can say, one, you are free to either only grow. You can make a product, whether it be a flower, a edible a oil. You can distribute the product. Or you can physically sell it at a dispensary or you can do a combination of both. Typically, there are licenses involved and you have to buy, you know, at least one to do what you want to do or you buy a second, third based on that process. Um, Other states say you have to do all four and they call it being vertically integrated. And so in that case, you have to grow your own product. You have to make your own product. You have to distribute your own product and you have to sell your own product in storefronts or online. That can be a challenge. The reason why it's a challenge is, number one, if you have to do all four of those things, you have to support it from an infrastructure perspective. You have to pay a lot of money to get everything set up. And if it is a uh, certain product that you want to make, it may take more dollars to get that set up than another product, which brings it to the second issue in that tends to favor certain products that are easier to make. If you are not an expert in making a gummy and you're an expert at you know, making a flour or a rolled product, you're going to tend to make those items and sell those items. So you are effectively not incentivized to have an array of products, but really only focus on what you're good at. And then really the third part is it, it's a challenge. There's business aspects where you can't uh, get into certain banks because of federal uh, regulations against marijuana. And from that perspective, having to support all four of those initiatives, it can be a challenge.
0: Yeah. And one thing as well is we talk about the regulations, but track and trace is really important as well. Similar to other areas of manufacturing we see today with those batch records, you need to know what's being consumed and have it tie back to, to your plant. Super, super important there. But I was doing some back of the envelope math here and just looking at what the lead times are to actually cultivate and manufacture just a, just a product and can range anywhere from 14 to 37 weeks. And that's the extremes on both ends, but that's a lot longer than I expected.
1: Yeah. I think there's challenges in getting things going. And then depending on the product you're making, you know, if you're Having to ultimately grow the flower and then turn it into a certain process, there's time. And then from the distribution, you know, it would take a while. And Dan, I think people fail to forget is that they can also be affected by normal supply chain issues that other companies are facing today. Exactly.
0: They're not immune to what's happening in in China, for instance. Those childproof containers, where are they sourced from mostly? China. Centrifuges? China. LED lights to grow. Also, China and the and the chip shortage that we've we've seen across multiple industries are also impacting here as well. And then you have like your ceramics and your glass as well for other means to, I guess consume the product. But also transportation as well. For instance, in California, you need to have a license to actually move marijuana. You can't rely on you know federal government USPS or even FedEx or UPS. They're not license to move that across state lines or even in state lines. So a lot of paperwork, a lot of things you to be buttoned up on just to get your product to, um, to retail.
1: Yeah. And, and I think what you're seeing because of that, you know, when you look at, you know, 29 companies make up a total market cap of $32 billion. And a lot of these companies have um, partial or large ownerships by other companies. So like when you think of Tilray or Canopy Growth, those are the two biggest, marijuana companies in Canada. You have Cureleaf, Green Thumb Industries, and Truly Cannabis. They are all getting substantial um, cash infusions or investments by other big companies. So when you think about it, if you're a mom and pop you know cannabis grower and you're trying to sell your product, the amount of cash you have to have on hand to go through a vertically integrated state, it's a lot. And it's hard for them to get in and penetrate the market, which is why you see some of these bigger companies here continuing to win. And you're going to see that continue because it's such a uh, cash intensive business, depending on where you
0: are, just to break into the business itself. And states are starting to, you know, start to legalize this. I mean, Colorado, one of the states at the forefront, it's about six billion dollars last year. New Jersey legalizing it on the 21st of April. Missed the boat by day there, but that's happening. Then New York's doing some programs as well to get more incentivized for, um, criminals who were, who had marijuana offenses as well to, to sell. So space is heating up. And if you are celebrating 420, please do so respectfully. If you want to blow the smoke in my face when I walk by you or behind you on the streets, please do so. But if you do do so, Make sure you're listening to the the podcast on either Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your streaming services.
1: Yeah. And if you're looking to get connected to some of those companies who can help you get some of those products in terms with the production of bottles or glass or any of those certain items, reach out to us at hello at anvil.com. That's A-N-V-Y-L.com. And we look forward to talking to you soon.